Welcome to American Redemption, the show where the next generation of American patriots learn to fight back in America's toughest cultural battles. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to American Redemption. We have a great show set up for you guys this morning. So this was going to be a non-guest episode with Andrew and myself, but then at the last minute, um, the Sween Dog jumped back in, and he is here today making a triumphant return to the podcast. It's nice to see you again, my friend. Pleasure to be with you guys. Always good to have the Sween Dog on, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Kevin number one. Yes. He is, he's one of the few people that we would allow to just come on as a last-minute guest because he's so high energy, has so much knowledge to expound on us, and it's just it's just great that he's here. Yeah, he's Thank ready to go. Yep. We have a very good topic today. The topic is about community, why it's important, how to build it. I think Kevin and I have a lot of good experiences there, especially, um, you know, no man is an Island. We need it. And it's, it's one of the greatest blessings if you have it. And when you don't have it, you can, I feel like there's, there's a hole there, you know, we're not, no man is an Island. So Kevin, you have an experience with this. Tell us real quick about what it was like going to a, a new place with no community and yeah. how you built it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I just want to start this off by saying I'm I'm no expert, and I am have just as much trouble going out and meeting new people as anybody else. I am, you know, extroverted, but maybe not that kind of extroverted, you know. And it's just, you know, always I can be shy, and it's and it's hard for me to do that. Um, but as Andrew alluded to, I did have an experience um, about a year and a half ago where I went down to North Carolina. I just graduated college and. Went down to a new area and had to get a new community. Had to like start things off. I had a job down there. Um, I didn't know anybody else down there except for, funny enough, a friend from my hometown moved down at the same time to do his masters. Um, but yeah, just my experience as somebody who just um, knew I needed community and just uh, had trouble with it, but I just. Started showing up. I had, you know, the three-step plan. I showed up, looked good, and a post That's right. Oh, so, my yeah. gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, I um, I was down in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, and there, there was a – it's a diocesan parish, but also has a Latin mass there. Um, I got down there. It's called Our Lady Grace. Um and when I got there, COVID actually, it was just over COVID. It was 2021. And COVID actually destroyed the previous uh, young adult group that was going on in wow. the city of Greensboro among, amongst at least the Catholic community there. Um, and so when I got there, it was really just uh, five of us there that showed up to our young adult group. I showed up to apparently what was a planning meeting. I did not even know it was a planning meeting. I, I also got onto the core team. Cause I showed up to just the first meeting I saw in our parish bulletin. Um, and there were some people there. I, you know, initially I felt up to be honest, I initially felt kind of like out of loop. The people that there's the four other people that were there kind of already knew each other and everything like that. But, you know, for myself, I just said, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to try to insert myself here and try to, you know, get to know these people. Um, and eventually, you know, they warmed up and we started talking and, we all realized, you know, we're all on the same page and it's, and I think realizing too, it's hard for everybody and just making that effort of like, Hey, just, just showing up and, and just like being willing to uh, be willing to talk to them, willing to meet them and just um, be willing to see, you know, what your goals are. So we kind of had a goal to, to grow this ministry, this young, it was a young adult ministry back to where it was before which was around 70 or so people before COVID. Um, and then now is four. So, um, so we basically started meeting up and we just started coming up with ideas. We just met weekly. Um, and you know, I think initially we didn't get along, but you know, we're both, we were all centered on Christ. We were all centered on 
trying to grow a community here. And that kind of shared work, I think we really got to know each other uh, better. And um, and for a while, honestly, um, we came up with a different events, uh, different Bible studies and series to work through um, just to kind of grow uh, people together. For a while, nothing really worked. Um, but we just kept, kept showing up, praying, offering it um, to Mary's intercession, Mary's help there too. Um, and all of a sudden, just more and more people just started to just show up over time. And um, thankfully, even too, we worked with the pastor of our church um, to get a, um, a building on our compound uh, kind of dedicated to both our young adult group ministry, but also our youth ministry, which I was a part of trying to grow that too. And, um, and there's really a lot to be said about just, just offering it up in prayer and seeing where God takes you. Uh, because just, I think the more we prayed, the more we kept things like not trying to drive away the faith element of our community and just trying to like focus on faith and, you know, fun aspects as well. We just started to see that, see that work. Uh, I think we started adding more prayer time and we had more people show up. And (laughs) so it was, it was very fascinating. And, you know, just little by little, more people started to show up. And, um, you know, I, I did move back up here to Pennsylvania, but um, by the time I left, it was grew to like 60 or so people now approaching 70 people. So it's about where the goal we have was. That's awesome. And yeah, so it was, it was just a lot of, there was a lot of unique experiences, I think, um, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of this, a lot of, you know, Hey, it's a community is a community. It's not one person who was just driving the whole thing. Like it's everybody sharing their gifts together to, to really build something up. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about doing something like a Bible study, if it's all focused on, you know, one person leading this whole group, it's like, that's it's hard to maintain that it's hard to you know, put the pressure on one person it's everybody's got to contribute uh to that or, or potluck or things like this like everybody's got to put a little bit of work into it uh, and it and it really just pays off over time at least um what we saw and i think there was a lot of times people would come to our group when it was initially starting and wouldn't show back up on the next event because they're like oh well it's only it's only five people it's only 10 people at the time but the people that stayed committed like really built something and it did take off after a while. And I think it's, it's a testament to you. It's like, it's not going to be flourishing right away. Like sometimes it's going to take some yeah. work and, uh, but yeah, just, just wanted to give a little brief overview of that. Yeah. That's, yeah really. No, that's, that's, I, I that's, was hearing about all this as yeah. you were like moving there. So I remember hearing about it being nothing and then, I'd check, I'd call you every, maybe like once a month or every other month or something and right. check in and you would like give me updates on it. And it yeah. was like, I would just hear about how it was growing so much. It was incredible. I think it's also, it was, we did have um, a lot of people that were, even though we didn't have as many people that were committed, some people that were committed, like they spent a lot of time. And also our priests were very helpful at building connections with like the other parishes in the community and everything like that. And also just getting people connected with it. And the, we had very holy priests that were willing to do holy hours for us and everything like that, which really, uh, I think helped out a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. That was, in, that was incredible. And just hear, hearing you talk about that, like I, I took so many things away from that, like immediately, like the first thing, like the, uh, you know, the, the field of dreams analogy, like if you build it, like they will come, like if you build something on like a strong foundation, which is like literally our faith, like the people will flock to it. If like you have people that, you know, have built, like you said, like you didn't lean away from like the faith aspect or make it all about just like, you know, being some like whatever, like young adults, like meetup group to like meet people in a new town, like you really honed in on like the, the faith aspect of it. And there was something that's, that's real and people can relate to. So I think that's, that's the first thing I picked up like right away. Oh like, yeah. There's something, there's, there's, there's something so true about that or something that's so 
ingrained in our faith about it and just something like so like american about it as well like if like if you 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 build something and like you're true to like like god's plan and like true to like what you're trying to to accomplish like people people will come from far and wide it's crazy yeah that that piece is critical now i want to ask you guys a question what do you think makes something a community you know, you could have a group of friends. Is that a community just by virtue of being a group of friends? Or is there something else that makes it a community? And there's different size communities. It could be a small group. It could be a hundred people. could be more. Yeah. I, I, I would say, I would say yes. I would say it's uh, a group of people that's, you know, you have, you have your church, your, your like local community, like people who live in like, let's say like Pittsburgh, like they all have some, type of communal bonds I mean, that like they have a community, but it's no one feels a sense of community that strongly just by like living in the same geographic region. You know, I don't think that's a true community. There's a little bit of well, it. Yeah, like, but, if you but see by, someone and you're like, Oh, I'm from Pittsburgh too. There's a small, small little piece there, but it's not like what we're talking about. So, but what is it? That's a good, um, it's making me think a lot and I don't want to cut you off here, Steven, but, um, <laughs> There, I, 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 my, oh, sorry, you're gonna have something. Yeah, so I know I, I, I agree with you. Like on a broad scale, that's what a community is. Like you share like this much of a sliver, like with person, up with a person, and like you drill down. Like, all right, well, if we live in the same community and go to the same church, we have more community. Mm-hmm. And then, there is like, something me to and it you, in that it means something in common, right? You have to have. There's, this, I think there's. There's a common element, and I would say, like, there is. I amongst our house, me and Andrew, and we have two other roommates live together, and there's like a community amongst ourselves and our, and I think our friends. But yeah. there is definitely an aspect. I know people that have friends, and I know people at work that have a group of friends. But it's different when you have like a young adult community, like a like a Catholic young adult or Christian young adult community or whatever, something built around your faith, because. It's like we have this shared element of trying to bring the kingdom of God to the world. And we have this shared work in a way that we kind of all rallied around. And it's also – it's it's something like, uh, you know, these regular events and different event, different kinds of events, whether it's Bible studies or um, potlucks or, you know, helping the homeless. It's like there's some aspect of just – like it's you're more immersed i think than just a group of friends i feel like you just kind of can hang out but i guess it depends when you do with your group of friends too so hmm. yeah so maybe there's an element of it has to be oriented towards something other than just like spending time like there has to be that's a that's a part of it but maybe for it to be a community it also has to be like oriented towards something which is why you can get like strong Catholic communities mm. are looking to, you know, have fun and enjoy spending time with each other, but also are oriented towards growing closer to God. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Right. That's, I mean, I, I would agree with that because it just seems like that extra element um, makes just adds in all this other events and just things you are a part of together that kind yeah. of builds this whole experience. And I, I think it also, yeah. it opens the door for the friendships you have within that community to be the best kind of friendship, a virtuous friendship, right? Um, Aristotle talks about three kinds of friendships, yeah. friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, which is just like, uh, we have fun together, but that's it. And friendships that are virtuous, which has everything that a good friend has and you're trying to make each other better people. Right. Yeah. I think I, I agree with that because there's something about like, yes, you can have your friends coming back from work and hanging out with them. But when you have a community, it's like you're, you have this other thing that you're like a part of together. It's not just wasting time. It's, you know, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're not just getting by to to get by. There's there's a uh, there's a broader uh, plan involved involved yeah. there. So I right, agree. So, with that. kind yeah. of talked about what community is. Let's see if we can 
in like one line, Kevin and, and Steven tell me what about community is so important. Hmm. I would say the connection, uh, just there's something about it. Like, uh, like, so to give a little bit of context, uh, to you to maybe this answer is, so I was moving back up to Pennsylvania to actually, uh, better pursue my girlfriend who I actually, uh, you know, hope, you know, hope I can marry us as things goes well. And, um, and, uh, and also uh, for work too. And, um, I chose to live in a spot that was a little bit farther from her, but I knew I would have community, um, and have a strong community because I didn't want to be, there's a sense of isolation. Like if you move somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, um, with maybe no, no connections, no people you can know. And granted there's, there's times where you can, you can build a community there too. Um, but there's something about that day to day connection with people. Um, and just that even out like, you know, Steven, you're married, you know, it's like you need, you can, like, even though you have a wife, it's like you have, you need this, this community of people. There's some like, like connection or life it brings you to. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. I very much agree. I think I've, mm. for my answer would be, that yeah, the community is so important because it gives you those connections that with other people very often you just like it feels like a closest thing you can have to family away from family. Mm-hmm. And if you have family around too, that's even better. It's like spreading the family out to others in a way. It's like spreading that family unit and starting to build something. Oh yeah, it's like the family that you aren't aren't assigned at at birth it's the people that it, you go out into the world and you're like oh well we complement each other well in this way and and in that way and you and you just kind of get um, it's like yeah it's like picking like your closest like confidants like in in life it's 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 very cool but i was yeah. gonna say for my my word on community is it give, it really gives you a sense of like a sense of purpose, right? I, I I really think it does. Obviously, like you know, some people are internally motivated, other people are extrinsically motivated, and I I'm definitely have some internal motivation. Like I do talk to myself, like probably like way too much. Like, I definitely, <laughs> I, I, I have like this internal, like comp dialogue, like with myself, but like in terms of motivation, like um, reaping the rewards of like what you can like do for, for others or like seeing like the look on like someone's face, like when you, you, you do something for them or when, you know, they're experiencing something for the first time. Like that's something that really, brings me joy and you can really like do that in community especially if you're like lead leading a group or something like that and you're in charge of events and like you can just see the the i don't know like the happiness that um being involved in a community can just like bring some people like i think having purpose there is something that I think draws me to it. There's, I, I'm so happy you mentioned that. Cause I think that's, that is really one of the best uh, things is it does. Now I think for people maybe hesitant to like kind of join a community because maybe, Oh, I come back from work and I'm tired and I don't yeah. want all of these other obligations, but those obligations of, of charity in a way that are just so rewarding and so fruitful. I know when I was, down in that community in North Carolina, uh, immediately they put you to work because they were like, we don't have anybody running. Like we need teachers to, for our catechism classes. We need people to run the youth group. We need people to sing in the choir. We need this. And so there is just, um, it wasn't like, Oh, like where can we find out? It's like, we need you to do as much as you can. And some, something about that when you have those, obligations and I, I went and I taught seventh grade catechism and I help out with the youth group and 
um, there was just something about that um, response, like that responsibility and obligations toward one another that you are more, I think more engaged in the, that shared work that you're part of in your community. And I think once you, when you engage in those, the, those responsibilities, I guess, um, that I feel like you feel more connected to that community. You feel more part of it. Um, and you're, you're just, you're more committed and you're, you're giving as well. And it, I think it's that, you know, exchange of gifts to one another that really drive oh, everything. Such a good point. Yeah. Once you're part of a community, when you actually feel like that's your community, you then, the natural next step is you start serving it. Yeah. And that's so good for society. Like, in my experience here, once you get your foot in the community, you start meeting people. Next, they start inviting you to like go on uh, pro-life events or right. to start serving the homeless or things like that. Andrew, things that really make the community better. You had that experience with uh, Mission Youth. Yeah, right? yeah. Me yeah. And I've done a couple of things like that, and it's just very eye-opening. Like you go into Philadelphia, which has some of the poorest neighborhoods in the country and most poverty stricken and drug destroyed neighborhoods and just start talking to those people and giving them food and just like treating them like human beings. And I wouldn't have been on those, those trips if I hadn't first gotten into the, the community in this area. Right. And I think honestly too, for people looking for the, those opportunities to do something that like, Oh, I don't know about these opportunities to go do something like that or go, um, you know, whatever else you might feel called to, we all have different gifts. Um, those really spring up when you're part of a community. A lot of times those opportunities aren't really posted on, like they could be posted on the website, maybe your ass or no, but um, most of the time those are more word of mouth and they yeah. spread through. Yeah. yeah. Even if they are posted online, yeah. sometimes it takes someone like asking you like, Hey, come on this, mm-hmm. go on this, go on that. Like you got it. Right. So I have to be like pestered a little bit sometimes to go on stuff like that. Yeah. It, honestly, it feels like God is able to work more in your life when you're a part of a community just because there's more opportunities for charity and more opportunities mm-hmm. to get connected with these events. It's There's something really beautiful about it. Yeah. Great point. So – well, yeah, it goes back to the uh, the no man is an is an is an island. If you're if you're on an island, like how do you communicate with people? You literally have to send out a distress signal. You have to say like SOS, like I'm I'm here, I'm 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 alone. Like someone, please come find me. Whereas if you're within a group of people, you know, you you, you don't need to do that. Everyone's right there for you to, uh, you know, communicate with, share ideas, and ultimately, you know, help people. Right. Your right. community will, will pick you up when you're down. Sometimes you don't even have to ask. They'll see that you're down and they'll just pick you up. Oh, yeah. I, I there's I cannot mention how many times um, – because my, my job um, – I don't want to say it was really demanding. I know a lot of people have a lot of hard jobs. But I think for myself, it was a lot like starting work down in North Carolina. And I would get done my day and I would just be beat. Like I would just be so tired. But there, you guys can probably all relate to this. And there'd be times where I was praying, like, "Oh, should I go help out with the youth group or not?" Like, I, I don't want to. I want to be yeah. this, you know, super fun youth group leader. I'm, I'm so tired. But then there's times where I feel it on my heart. It's like, yes, it's the right thing to do. I gotta go. And then it just like makes you feel alive. It just like sometimes I feel like God gives that called actual grace, like that grace in the moment to complete the acts there. Um, it's just – it happens. You might not think you have the capabilities, but you never really know until you're in the situation. I think yeah. you don't know if you're going to have – like if if I would say for people who, yeah, have maybe have that experience, just don't feel like they can uh, have the energy to do that. It's like I, I would say you, you don't really know because there's some energy – like there's that grace God gives you when you take take that upon you and you and – you, uh, um, you know, try to fulfill that responsibility obligation. Um, it's, and yeah, it's a lot like the, uh, the, the gospel from, I believe it was like two weeks ago, maybe where it was, where it was talking about the, uh, you know, picking up, picking up your cross. It's like once, yeah. once, once you, once you do it, 
Jesus lifts the burden off of you. Basically, all of the our pent up anxiety or whatever it is about the situation is just about starting. Like it, it ah, I wish I remembered the exact uh, passage, but it's it's something along the lines of you know pick pick up your cross and like follow me. But like you know, oh, I I will give you I will give you rest. Like it's not saying like. It's not specifically talking about the end of our life. It's talking about once once you start and you're on the path to following Christ, like he is going to lift lift your burden and make it make it easier for you. But basically all you have to do is start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh there's one verse here from Matthew 16 uh 25. Um yeah. For those who want to save their life will lose. Those for those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And I think there's something about that, like I remember Fulton Sheen one time said, Do you ever see Mother Teresa tired? Like Mother Teresa just yeah. gave all of her energy. She's the old uh, little woman, you know, going around and just hauling bodies off the streets. And it's just because she just gave everything she has. And I think it's that idea when like when Paul says, like, you know, I'll, I'll pour myself out like a drink offering, you know, it's that you give everything and then God will fill you up, but you have to be willing to give it. And yeah. there's something, and I've definitely been on the side where I haven't given it and you feel, yeah, you feel kind of um, that darkness. You feel like you maybe just, you know, you kind of start to lose the, that fervor. Uh, but there's, you know, there's always a chance to take that back up, to start giving again. And, and there's always, and when you're in a community, there's always new opportunities for that too. Like sometimes you, you'll, you'll meet the opportunities, sometimes you won't, but you at least have them when you're in a community. Yeah. It's kind so. of just, it's like the satisfaction you get when you give like a hard, a hard day's work, you know, like you're, you're, you're tired, like physically, but like you feel like men, you feel mentally strong afterwards. And like, I feel like yeah. that's, that's what it is. It's a lot of, a lot of like a, a mindset, like, yeah, like your body's tired, but like the, the grace that like God's pouring out for you is like, they're like, wow, like with like Lord, like with your help, like I know, like I can, I, I can accomplish, I can accomplish anything that like you put in front of me. Right. Now, would you guys have time? Well, if I put this one scripture in here, I think it would be good. No, absolutely. All right. Yeah. No, say so, yeah, Corinthians yeah. 12, 12 it says for justice, the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body. So it is with Christ for in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot were to say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear were to say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the, to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, were, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah, we can stop it there. So and, we're, we're made for community. Yeah. And if we are not in community, we're just not going to function right. And yeah, we're not going to function right. We're, yeah, we're, we're definitely made for this. And we all have different gifts. And I, I don't want anybody thinking like that, you know, because they're not like, a evangelical youth pastor type energy that they don't have anything to offer, you know, like there's so much you can offer. Like if you think back to just different stuff that may go on a community, like, you know, running Sunday school, like I have a friend who, you know, he's not the most extroverted guy, but he is an amazing teacher and he's amazing at teaching like the fifth grade class he does. And it was just really able to offer that. Um, yeah, maybe it's c- c- doing something for potluck or doing the or singing in the choir or, or for a church. Um, there's just 
so much and I just don't want people to get lost in thinking like, oh, I don't have anything to offer. It's like, no, like you have something to offer. Maybe it takes you maybe have to develop. I think we all have to develop what we have to offer and develop the gifts God gives you. But I think there's a real desire God places on your heart for things. And I, I know for myself, it was definitely with teaching the seventh grade catechism. Like I love doing it. I love showing up every day. I liked making the lessons. I had all these stories to tell the kids and everything. Um, however, like it doesn't, didn't mean that it felt good every time. Like there was, I had a rowdy bunch of kids and they yeah. were rambunctious and it was, it was tough. And I think, yeah, did it like sometimes did it not go well? Yeah. But like, I think there it's, it was a skill you had to develop. It wasn't just like all hundred percent naturally there, but as I worked on it, things got better and you know, it, it was very rewarding and was like, the highlight of the week even just to do that and i think um like i think that's something we all have to like think about is you know what's that desire i guess god is placing in your heart even if it's not developed in skill yet it's still there like you can you can still work on it and be able to offer that to your community well i guess uh again that's that's another thing that really hits hits home with me it, it's it's kind of the uh the lord saying like whom shall i send and it, it's it's literally who is it's not who's the most qualified but who's the most available and willing right. to uh willing to receive that that's that's really what it is it's saying what when you show up uh, eventually you'll you'll get the uh the, the courage and like the grace to be like well here i am lord you know send me yeah oh 100 yeah i think that's that is that's where it starts. It starts with showing up and you know having that. I yeah. think, um, yeah, because yeah, and also too, if you don't know, yeah, like ask around and just. I think once you hear about some of the opportunities, you might find something that you you really feel like you could be a part of too. Yeah. And it, you know, maybe you just got to start with something. So let's talk a little bit about how to build community. You know, if you mm. can't find one, maybe you're going to have to build it. And I don't have. I've never built a community myself, but I was lucky enough to stumble upon one that was being built and I was part of that. Uh, and so I learned from the people who built it, how to do it. And it was all, the biggest part of it was these potlucks, which I loved and talk about plenty. Um, I met some friends who decided that when they moved to the new, a new town, they were going to start hosting a potluck dinner every Sunday. Anybody was invited. You said to show up and bring something. There was no coordination on what. So sometimes it was all just like people just happened to bring a bunch of cheese and we had like cheese night. Yeah. But it was just like, it was every Sunday evening. They like always made it happen except for a couple of holidays and you could invite whoever. And it was just something where like, if you went out and you met somebody, you could say, Hey, come to potluck and people would start coming. They'd drive from all over to come to potluck on a Sunday night and you just became friends. You built community that way. Yeah. And I think what was so, and that's something anybody can can start doing as long as you have a little bit of space to host. And I, I think that was so cool because it was something very organic. I live in an area that has a really amazing Catholic community, but it's almost too big. Mm. So like you can go to something different every night and you might not see the same people. So right. you're, it's hard to actually get close to people and build friendships. So this potluck was a way to like have something a little smaller, a little more focused where you'd see the same people again and again and again. Yeah. And that was like the best thing for building community. Uh, and just start by inviting all kinds of different people. You know, not everybody is going to be your friend that comes to these, but I'm sure some of them will. Another thing is don't leave right after church. Not every church has people who hang around and like chat after, but I'd say most of them do, especially if there's donuts or something after. Just start talking. That's hilarious. Our church had donuts last week. <laughs> donut Sunday is classic. <laughs> and start talking to people there. If you're not going to be friends with all of them, but you're going to meet nice people. Yeah, I think that's uh, and that's amazing. I, and I just want to add this too because I came up here just to visit Andrew from time to time, and I saw the potlucks, and I thought they were just it was so amazing how these uh, really came together, and then. Not that we brought the same exact idea down to North Carolina after seeing it, but we did start doing potlucks after 
Um, and that also really grew our community a lot when we started doing that because there's something about you know bringing people together over food and you know and faith together like people people like the community element of that and and it really does start as you mentioned it's people might think it's crazy but you know if you have if you invite one friend they might invite another friend and they might another, another right. and another and it kind yeah. of just it's really it doesn't have to be start crazy but it'll it'll grow over time as people start to bring friends and if you you know give um, you know, center on your faith, center on the friendship you guys have. I think those things just grow and build. Um, and yeah, and staying after church, I, I want to say like too, like I always am a, like used to be like a darter after church, just like leave super early. But it's like, what do you really have to get to on a Sunday? Like a Sunday should be for the Lord and, you know, and spending time with the community there. And um yeah, just it might be a sacrifice, but just try to carve out that Sunday as a day that you're going to spend in community and with people and with God and in prayer, because you know we really shouldn't be spending it on all these on these you know sucker things like going to get groceries and thinking about your work. It's like that's a day of rest, you know. And um, so yeah, like spend that time, just spend after and just meet people. I've, that's what we did to build part of a young adult group in North Carolina was just. You know, put stuff in the bulletin, um, and we had tables after mass, and just there were people to come talk to, and just kind of spread the word around, and and you never really know, like, and just meeting, uh, meet up with people, and yeah, hopefully, if you have a donut Sunday, it makes things a lot easier because then it's you know, people are staying around for that too. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. think every church should have a. A donut Sunday, at least occasionally. I know one really mandatory donut Sunday. <laughs> well, I know if you ever been to this uh, church, uh, St. Stephen's in Allentown, they actually, after their high mass um, on Sundays, they would have a catechism lesson and a potluck after every on every Sunday, and it built an amazing community. It's it's crazy because they actually just got a bigger church because the community grew so big that they couldn't even fit in the church they had uh, previously. Um, and like, if you ever go, go there, you realize you can never get a seat. <laughs> um, well, if you show up early, you can get a seat. But, and also if the confession lines were sometimes out the door and it was just an amazing thing to see. And you go down stairs, they had like a room for the potluck. Um, and there'd just be tons of kids running around there. It's just like people talking, like it was already even here or anything in there. Um, and then the priest would come do like a little bit of catechism lesson and take questions um, from everybody. And it really, um, really built a lot of community. And that's even something St. Pius X, I believe recommended for churches to do. Um, and um, I think, uh, yeah, if you maybe, um, like maybe suggest that to your priest. I know some of those priests are really busy and have things going on. So you can't always rely on that. And that's just kind of, uh, you know, it doesn't mean if the priest can't do that, you know, there's always forming your own communities and stuff like that. And, but yeah, it's, it's always like a neat thing you could suggest because sometimes people are all in for that. And it makes it, makes it easy when you're showing up to a church on Sunday and spending the community time there as well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephen had a uh, a twist on this topic that I think we should talk about too. Stephen has focused a lot on um, the masculine community mm. aspect, which a lot of men are lacking. Um, so Stephen, take it away. Well, yeah, I I wanted to to touch into this for our our 80 percent of our listeners not that we don't love our 20 percent we love our 20 percent <laughs> but uh, the boys are going to need some guidance on this and i mean you're taught you wanted the topic to be no man is an island so this is uh you know what is a community to 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 men to to fathers it's it's the place where we raise our families you know these are within like that's why i was saying like the broad community and then having it like where you live and then being like where you go to like church and then like the groups that like you associate with like down from that like 
as you get closer down like those like that hierarchy or that like pyramid like you would say like those are people who have closer access to like our like friends friends and families so there's like a vetting process like along along the way there and a community is is you know akin to a flock and as a man like you're really like the sheepdog of like that community and your goal is you know to to keep out wolves but ultimately to find you know other sheepdogs if you have like a wide like perimeter or a lot of sheep you got to keep safe though you got to have a lot of good sheepdogs it's hard to find a lot of sheepdogs these days yeah. yeah and i think uh just on the aspect of being with men too i think it's you need a space where you can uh grow in your virtue and have that honest accountability with men of like, Hey, this is something I need to grow yes. in. And it's, it's so hard to do that by yourself because you're going to always just, you know, lie your way out of it in your head or whatever. But when you're with exactly. Men, like say, I talk hey, about yeah, right. my, my like internal dialogue, you're always like negotiating like with yourself. Like that's why it's important to have like a, like a gym buddy. Like, you know, you're not going to feel like a hundred percent like every day or, you know, like, you like you you have strong like resolve with 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 your youth group and like that's admirable but like you know you said some days you were always negotiating with yourself like oh do i really like want to like go do this today but like if you have like um a, a group of people a group of guys that are like well you know one of you might be having a better day than another one that day. And it's like, no, you know, like we all have the same vision. Like we have, we have to go do this. Like whether we, we really want to, or we don't. Right. And you know, Hey, like we all have stuff we have to work on, you know? And, and I think, um, that's how we're going to grow. I think it benefits our community, you know, and I, when we can, you know, grow closer to Christ, grow, like grow, uh, better in the virtues, um, and that's just going to make those things flourish all the more. And, and we have to be honest with ourselves. And I think that, you know, some of those characteristics um, that we might have to work on could be, you know, hindering ourselves or hindering our community. And it's just, um, it's great to have that space and uh, to do that and, and that focus. Yeah. Um, I think so many spaces in our world have been bubble wrapped have been feminized. Right. So men really do need to seek an outlet uh, and a place to just truly have that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. For I the correction think, too. Yeah, like there's like not that many of those spaces left, like the wilderness. Right. And like, yeah, like our martial our arts gyms. What else? Right. There's a couple places like that. The gun range. That's like, I, I like what you said about martial arts gym. Cause I guess what I was trying to get at is like, you need a space for like, I think sometimes people today are afraid of correction and afraid of saying, Hey, you're doing this wrong. But correction is not like, you know, you're worthless. It's, Hey, there's something you need to improve and like, let's work on it together. Let's, let's go on. And that's when you see that in a martial arts gym, like you come in to jujitsu gym, you're probably going to suck. And then, but you get that correction, you get that healthy correction and you grow into something um, that's, you know, better and i think that's it's the same thing with your you know your virtue your lives i just have a guy who has opened up to me in our community how about just things in his marriage weren't going really well and just spent it for him he just needed to become a more virtuous man and like that was something that i guess god put on his heart and when he worked on that it just made things all the better and i think it was just kind of hearing that from him it's like yeah that's always just a reminder that like you know and he seemed like a really great guy too i just think you know, those things, we just need that spot to be honest with ourselves that, well, yeah, yeah, it's, that's very interesting. Cause I mean, like you made a, a, it made a commitment, you made a, a, like a covenant there and like, you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not going to break it. You know, it's something that you got to like work on, but like, you can't, I don't know how to like describe it. You can't like punch your way out of like a, like a, like a wet paper bag. You have, you have to, you, you have to like, you know, like, you know, open, open yourself up and, you know, kind of like take those hits as like, as, as like a man and, and hold yourself accountable and, you know, right. I, you're, you're not going to achieve that by 
you know, shelling up, like you have to, you have to look outward and you ultimately have to look upward to God because that's ultimately where you're going to get the guidance to, to get out of it. But a lot of people tend to like shell up in those situations where things go wrong. And, you know, I'll be honest, I, I have struggled with this, you know, at, at, at times where you just want to like shell up and then you just like, kind of like lash out at people or you kind of just get like angry and flustered and, and upset. And you just want to like, like yell and scream, but like, you really just gotta, you know? Yeah. No, like I, turn, I think, turn, turn to God yeah. and be like, Hey, like uh, I, I have this struggle and I'm, I'm, I'm turning it over to you and, and I, I need to, I need to be better. I need to up my game. I need to do, you know, I think I need to do X, Y, and Z Lord. Like tell me that this is the path like you want, you want for me. And then it's, it's right. And that's what, what we got to, you know, just spend a lot of time in prayer and going to mass just because we get the grace to do that. And we get the grace you know, to transform our hearts closer to Christ and closer to God and be uh, filled with the grace to do those things. And that's, it's so true. And to think about it, like thinking about this in relation to community, community provides those obligations and those restrictions in a way that will force you to grow in virtue that force they're forcing you to you have to grow like think about like in relation to a marriage like it, that forces you to grow in the virtue instead of leaving because you can't wait and it's like you have to so yeah. it's like you have to grow in the virtues there so it, it's amazing you get to have that and you know in community too and, and brotherhood yeah and be being accountable people with you know what are those things specifically good um, stuff guys yeah uh one th- one point i had of this i um this scripture from James two. Um, yeah. So, um, I think this is like, cause it kind of relates to this. Um, so James two, one, uh, my brothers and sisters do not, do you with your acts of favoritism really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, have a seat here, please, while to the other one who is poor, say, stay there or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom? that he has promised to those who love him. But you who have dishonored the poor, it is not the rich who oppress you. Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. Um, so I just wanted to point out that scripture as we're relating here to like when we're open about virtue and things like this. Um, and also like we can't be looking down on other people. It's like we're all like poor in spirit, you know, and – we all have different things we got to grow in, but also like within those communities, there's probably going to be people we have favoritism towards, right? And people we're more inclined to um, as well. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just when we put down everyone else because of that, that's that can be a community destroyer in a way too. Like that can be something that really disrupts yeah, things. Right. Yeah, right. It's natural to have people in the community that are like you're closer with that right. you like hanging out with more, but don't let that hurt the relationships with the other people you know, right. in the community. Yeah. Don't put people down. Don't be like talking about people, gossiping. Right. We got to appreciate everybody who comes there. And yeah, like, and I yeah, reiterate too. It's like, yeah, you're going to have people you connect with more and that's, you know, probably will grow the community when you build those strong connections. But yeah, if you are gossiping or putting people down or anything like that, that's just going to, destroy the giving dynamic and yeah. the nature of everything there. Yeah. 
All right, let's do a call to action. The call to action is if you are part of a community already and you feel like you're solid in that, bring someone new into it. There's definitely going to be people you find that um, if you, you know you meet and you can bring them into the fold. Be on the lookout for that and go for it. And if you are not in a community, go out and find one or build one. So. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, we just got to take some steps. We just got to, and I think all of us here, we're not like super community builders, right? We're not these. We're not miracle who, workers. Yeah. We're not miracle workers. We're not Bob the community builder. We're not builder. Bob the community builder. I would say Andrew is very good at it, but like, you know, we're all not that great. But we just took small steps and things started to happen, you know. And I think that's just a message I would take away is just, hey, like, if you if you give a little bit, you know, God, like, gives more and you'll get the grace. And um, it just takes some time. And um, it's every little step is worth it for sure. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. so worth it. All right. Thanks so much, Sween Dog, for coming back on the podcast. Always a good time. No, thank you for having me. I think you are the only guy who has uh, more scripture quotes lined up than Steven. <laughs> that's that's tr- honestly, that's so true. Like he's, he's, <laughs> he's the only guy who tossed me in that category. It's, it's <laughs> you had a lot. You had a lot. I saw in there. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable, but it's, it's, it's awesome. It's good. You're doing awesome work. You were doing awesome work in North Carolina. You were going to do even more awesome work surrounded by those gentlemen in uh, the Philly area. And I'm excited to hear what you guys, uh, what you guys have in store up there. And when, I meet up with you. I hope to uh, bring some stories of, uh, of my own. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. All right. Take care.